out there mm-hmm. hot couple out there a few days in a row i imagine the mid-atlantic have it much worse than we do they, on occasion they do but <laughs> one thing i want to say to you guys that i didn't tell you before we got on is happy birthday to pete and amy and to me <laughs> we're giving, this we're is the birthday of what became sergeant corporation oh, oh wow july 21st 2005 wow sergeant and sergeant a little upstart outfit out of uh, Hamden, Maine. Heard of them. Bought HE Sergeant. You were with us at Sergeant and Sergeant. Bought HE Sergeant. And uh, eventually we worked that that summer kind of separate, but then that fall got together. I think the Greenville Airport was the first job we combined right. forces on, and Eric yeah. Clark, I think, was running that job. And uh, and then that became, later that fall, uh, we ditched both the HE Sergeant name and the Sergeant and Sergeant name and just called it Sergeant Corporation. And now it's been simplified and just Sergeant. Happy Unbelievable. Birthday. So happy birthday. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday out there, everybody. Uh, it happens to be July 21st, 2022, Season 3, Episode 29. Uh, we don't have any project awards to talk about again. I uh, got a, a few comment, a few things we're going to touch on here that uh, really important stuff for our company and for you as individuals. So I just wanted to to bring Pete in here to talk about a little bit about changes in the Sergeant Construction Academy, uh, the, the evolution that's taken place there. We've got Amy Soames in here, our benefits manager, uh, to talk uh, a little bit about. I guess the three of us are going to talk about financial resilience, and then we're going to talk about. Uh, Ramsey Smart Dollar, which is a product we've we've made available to to our folks, and uh, then uh, in the announcement section, we're going to talk a little bit about the wellness uh, challenge we have through Well Steps, where we're walking across the country and back. I, I was amazed when you showed me the the progress. Yes, I would. I wouldn't even be like across California yet. <laughs> no, and some of them are all the way across the country and back. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. We've got. Four shout-outs. Very good shout-outs, but I'm disappointed in, the, I'm disappointed in the number, the quantity. Great quality. I'd rather have quality than quantity, I guess. Um, new employees coming out at the end. And then, as I said, we've got some announcements. So the, the three main takeaways we want, we want you to take away from today is just how we're working and changing and evolving in the face of uh, really distinct challenges in recruiting for Sergeant Construction Academy and the hard work you and Kevin are doing primarily on that. And, um, you know, just, just a, a ton of work uh, and changes and rolling with the punches and, and doing what fits. Uh, then, you know, we want to talk about financial resilience and the podcast last week, which was a historical retake of one from two years ago uh, talked about resilience and, and how I thought that that word really described Herb uh, in his life. And I mean, it really is, it really did. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about that and then talk about the Ramsey smart dollar thing. And we want you to know what, you know, what's available, how we can access that, why it works, how it works. And then uh, again, the wellness well steps challenge. And so we'll get right into it. Sergeant construction Academy is, has been modified heavily over the years. I mean, COVID created some disruption in our ability to, to get people. Well, we couldn't even get them into Hassan university to stay because they wouldn't allow us to during COVID, but it's also had a lot of disruption in the way we can access students to, to bring in because our, our initial focus was to bring immediate high school grads into the Sergeant construction Academy, put them in a six week training program, uh, put them out in the field and that's been changed pretty dramatically. It has. And and your point about the recruiting um, is a big one because there was a better part of two years there where we couldn't get into schools, couldn't do school visits, uh, couldn't do career fairs in, in person anyway. Uh, a career fair on the computer um, is not very effective. <laughs> well, they're not, we you know, we've been involved, a number of us have been involved in, career fairs online and I can remember it was about a year and a half ago we had one and I think we had like four different sessions half hour half hour half hour half hour and I think we had three people on the first one and nobody on the other three that's right yeah it's, it's kind of discouraging it is it's a it's a challenge and I think November, last November was our first time being back into a school uh for a career fair and uh we made hay while the sun shined I guess because we did fairly well but also, you made this point to me, those students that, that came out of high school this year are like, they're the, they're the ones that have been affected by COVID the most. Yes. And, it, and it's noticeable. Um, you know, they've, they've had a challenge going through. Sure. I mean, if you figure two or three of their high school years uh, were heavily affected, whether they were learning remotely or some kind of hybrid, um, they just didn't get get the attention and education uh, that they probably deserve and, and needed. Uh, so it, it shows. Yeah. It definitely, definitely shows. So I know we, I believe after the first two years, I think we, or maybe after the first three years, we dropped this six weeks back to five. And then we dropped it back even further with, with the idea that we really would like to get these folks out in the field. But instead of spending that two weeks with them, in the summer would bring them in in the spring for a week or two sure. to follow up with them. And, and then they knew the questions to ask and all that business. Plus they'd had a lot of time to learn. Sure. And, and, it, and it's a lot of, it's been a lot of rolling with the punches. Mm. So um, what we did this year was we planned, planned for a couple weeks, um, ended up doing one week of classroom. We'll call it classroom. It's very hands-on. Um, but one week of classroom essentially, and then took the entire group out to Bridgeton uh, for, for a kind of a chaperone field trip for the mm-hmm. entire week. Uh, what that allowed us to do was, was keep very close contact with them, but also have them in a situation where they're constantly being exposed to new things in, in a safe way. Um, so we were out there for the week, um, got them used to, I mean, just simple things. Well, we'd consider them simple, but getting used to staying in a hotel, right. for example. Yep. Um, some of them had never stayed in a hotel before. So even just checking into a hotel was completely foreign to them. Yeah, and that's it's 
It's one of the things we just take for granted. That's right. Right. Yeah. Like we've done it a thousand times, but, um, but having never done that, you know, or been out on their own or, you know, some of them, this is, this is their first job, their first full-time job or even part-time mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Um, so they're learning literally everything there is to learn about working. So, um, having them in that environment and being able to do that safely was, was huge. Well, and I'm sure Pete Broberg appreciated it too. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, like in the past, they would have been rebuilding a field somewhere or something like that, some kind of a community event. Sure. Where we're, which we still want to do. We still want to be part of the community. But that's a cost to us versus sure. them being out there earning their pay. And and we went, and getting something done for a hardworking superintendent. Absolutely. And, and kudos to Peter for allowing us to kind of uh, crash his party there, so to speak. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we contacted him ahead of time and said, look, we're going to absorb this cost because we have a budget at, mm-hmm. at, at um, Workforce Advancement. And and we told him we'd absorb that cost and basically try to stay out of his way and do our best to contribute. Um, and I think it went really well. I really do. Uh, I- Anytime I've ever seen Kevin Gordon show up on a job, yeah, <laughs> it's not really cannon cannonballing your your project. No, it's people the, usually welcome Kevin with open arms, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, so I know we haven't really got a chance to sit down and talk about what next spring looks like and what we hope to offer. Sure. So it may be premature to talk about that, but I think I think we want to get back to a little bit more like what we used to have, but maybe not. Four or five or six weeks. Sure. Um, it, what it, another thing that we did this year that was a little bit different was we kind of started making decisions on the fly. So uh, if we felt somebody was ready to go out on a project, we got them out on the project the following week. If we thought somebody might need another week of you know a little bit more one-on-one attention, yeah, we kept we kept them. Um, so splitting up the group really worked well because we were able to get people in positions where they could succeed. Yeah, taking that flexibility with with them and making those decisions, making those early evaluations that That's right. you know this person's ready, this person could stand a few more days or a few another week. That's good stuff. You want to talk about resilience? Sure, Amy. How about you? Absolutely. So, I, by means of a quick Google search, I looked up what's <laughs> financial resilience, and it's. No surprise what it says, the ability to withstand life events that impact one's income and or assets. And it's it's really uh I guess the way I the way I always put it is it's when you have a problem, keeping that in the problem cap- category and not in the crisis category. So if we have a lost transmission, you know, maybe we've got some money in the bank to cover that lost transmission. Versus we don't have any money in the bank and all of a sudden this becomes a crisis for us. Um, but a few more things here, uh, a few, I guess, descriptors of people who are resilient is that they're positive, focused, flexible, organized, and proactive. And so I just wanted to talk with you two about what those words mean to you, the positive I mean, it's it's really important to to try to maintain a positive aspect to yourself as you plan, as you go through and get focused and flexible and organized. Somebody who takes a negative uh, a negative view into this process is sure. probably not going to make it very far. So, what I like the way I like to think about that is we can't. Sometimes we can't control what happens to us, 
but we can we can usually control how we react to it. Correct. Yeah, and I think that's easier said than done. I think resiliency is an ever growing process for every mm-hmm. individual. I don't think you just wake up at twenty five and say, I started at twenty and I mastered it in five years. I, I do think it's a lifelong process. Oh, definitely. I mean it's like everything else, you grow as you go and mm-hmm. and just trying to take the right choose the right attitude going into the process is really the key. And that's, I think where they talk about being positive is, is that's where it's at is, is taking the situations that are coming at you. And, you know, it's, it may seem sometimes like the world's against you, but it's not really like, it's probably not really the case. Sure. I know we had one guy that years ago that uh, left our employ and he went to work for somebody else. And the reason he went to work for them is because they were going to pay him under the table. And I said, well, why does that matter to you? He said, well, my ex-wife found me and now she wants me to pay, you know, child support, back child support. And I said, so this is just another decision that you're making to put yourself further behind because they're going to find you where you are. No, it doesn't matter. The government's going to find you. It's going to compound everything. And right. down the road, there won't be anything to draw on from Social Security because they're not tracking his income. Right. So into it. so reframing those situations to, to uh, this is the words he used, the old lady found me. <laughs> and, and, and reframing that to I have an obligation to my two sons would have been an important place for him to, to land, I think. I would agree. Yep. Focused. And it's really about knowing you can, you have control. You, you mentioned it, Pete, things you have control over, things you don't have control over. You can't worry a lot about things you do have control over. You need to focus on. That's right. I, I always do better when I have something out ahead of me, like a goal or an objective. Um, even if I stray from that momentarily, uh, it helps to have that out there. You know, ret- retirement's a great example. Um, I know that that's going to come at some point. Right. Um, you know, it's not not in the immediate future, but it, at some point I'm going to have to do something about not working any longer. Um, so if I stopped planning for that, if I lost my focus on that objective, uh, I'd suffer then rather than just suffering a little bit now. <laughs> so, so it's hard to focus on a target that isn't there. That's right. Flexible. So you got, you got to be flexible to two new ideas, right, Amy? <laughs> yeah. And trying to, to stay flexible. Um, I like the word pivot. We've all used it about yeah. a thousand times in the last two years, right? Yeah. Pivot and turn, figure out what works Uh, You know, you might try something and realize that might not be the path I want to take. And you just keep that open-minded, positive attitude and you shift things. And Because there's more more than one way, right? Mm -hmm. There's many ways to accomplish what it is that we want to accomplish. In this case, financial resilience. Right. And uh, it, it, you know, some people, it may be putting $25 a week away in a savings account. Some of them may put in a jar. It's, and some of them may... You know, if it's in the jar, they're probably going to break into the jar at some point in time. That's why it's better if it's in a savings account. But 
of being flexible to what's what's out there for options uh, to deal with and what's out there for resources that you have, whether it's your own resources, your own money, or the resources for education or, or investment um, vehicles. It's it's good to be flexible and, and open-minded about that. Here's where I expect you to weigh in here on the organized part. Are you looking at me? I'm looking at you. <laughs> You're looking at Pete. <laughs> All right. On the organized part, setting priorities and developing structured approaches. Yeah. I try to be organized. I feel like it gets away from That's why me. I thought you'd be a good subject matter expert on this. It's that ever-changing, flexible component, too. I mean, organization, It's I think it's different for each person. I used to be really bad with sticky notes, and I've tried <laughs> to move away and form lists now. You notice Herb didn't want me to chime in on organized. I know. You gave me the side <laughs> look. Like, well, I've I'm, seen I'm, Pete's desk. <laughs> I, I, I'd like for you to talk with your strengths, okay? <laughs> appreciate no, that. No, actually, I was down there the other day, and you've, you've made a dramatic improvement. I am working on it. I know you are. <laughs> That's, That's the great thing about response. humans is we have the ability to be different tomorrow than we are today. That's exactly right. But to, to have that structure organized, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about structure we have available to folks, is really a key that helps them walk through the process. It actually helps them organize themselves. And then the proactivity, being proactive to make sure that you're the one in charge of your financial wellness and not someone else, not leaving it up to chance, I think is, is really um, a good, another good bullet under this discussion. When I think proactive, I think things like, um, like setting a budget and sticking to it, um, emergency savings, uh, long and short term disability is a huge one. You know, that's a, a very small investment for the return that you, God forbid, need that benefit. Um, you get a pretty big return on investment. You on mean the one. long, short-term disability insurance right. we have available to our employee owners? That's yes. right. And if you've got questions about that, Amy's got the answers. Mm-hmm. So let's take this resilience and, and roll that over into what, you know, what this Ramsey Solutions thing is intended to help our folks provide. And that's, number one, a little bit better level of financial literacy. Some people don't need it. Some people do. But... Uh, Really, it's about getting people the tools uh, to to set themselves up for success. Yes. So what do we got going on with, with it right now? I'll begin by explaining to everyone that Smart Dollar, it's an employee financial wellness benefit created by Dave Ramsey. And you may have heard his name before. Maybe you've done the program yourself or watched some of his online content, but it's phenomenal to say the least. The smart dollar component of Ramsey's offerings. Uh, it's a self-guided online program. It's accessible 24-7. Anyone that we enroll through Sargent, what you disclose financially and what you plan, that's private. It's maintained confidentiality between you and the smart dollar right. program. And it offers a variety of interactive tools. I'll just go through a list real quick on what they are, and then I'm going to talk about the major component okay. of it. So it offers a seven baby steps guideline. It offers every dollar budget tools, emergency fund tool, 
a debt snowball tool, a retirement planner, a mortgage payoff calculator, a net worth calculator, and some action items to work within each of those tools. It's the net worth thing is one that, that you know, to me, I, I don't think most people think they have a net worth. Right. But every single person out there listening to this has a net worth. Absolutely. It may be positive, it may be negative. And our, our jobs, you know, as we go through life, if we, if we want to be financially independent, is to build that net worth. So it's positive to the point where when you retire, you've got net worth to draw from. And net worth is really just a dollar figure. Right. Okay. And within the program, it, it gives you the tools and guidance on how to build that net worth to be positive and increase year over year. And it's in really... Uh, this thing is not intimidating, right? No. It's in really everyday terms that that we can all understand that we can, you know, this is an asset. This is a liability. And I can remember, you know, years ago, somebody asked me if I had any assets and I didn't know what what he was talking about. I was like, oh, my assets here all the time and it works. <laughs> That was the only asset I had. <laughs> I sat there all the time at work. But uh, anyways, an asset is anything you own, right? Yes. And that's what the baby steps focus on. So they're called seven baby steps. And that might sound interesting when you're talking about financial wellness, but it's it's quick wins. It's focusing. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're taking this, this deep dive, but you're, you're compartmentalizing it so that you focus on one and when that one is done, you move to the next. And maybe you're someone who's semi-financially savvy. You might not have done all of the steps, but maybe you can start the program on step three. But you need to start where you're at and follow them through. You don't skip to five and go back to one of yeah. the seven steps. But they're designed to build that financial, they talk about the debt snowball but then there's a positive asset snowballing effect as well. Right. So, so it starts with that foundation of, of education about correct. it and, and creating that. And then you wouldn't start building a block wall three, three steps up, right? Right. You'd want the foundation first and then go up. Yeah, it's, it's a great program. I know, Pete, you've been in it, taking a look at it. It, it is a great program and something worth mentioning you know, we, we always, we're very careful when we talk about finances and things like that. These are, these are challenging things to talk to people about. Um, but it's important to know that really what we're doing is we're trying to give people tools for their toolbox, right? We're talking about resiliency. We're talking about planning. We're talking about being financially stable. Um, this is just one of the ways to get, to get there. And, um, we're not, we're not trying to you know, barge into people's personal business and things like that. We don't have access to it, right? Correct. We have zero access to anybody's information. And so just wanted to point out, like, that's what this is for. This is for, if you choose to use it, which, which I hope you all do. Um, it's, it's just another tool for your toolbox. Yeah. And it's, it's going to help put you on a path to financial resilience. You know, the, the first step is to have a thousand dollar emergency fund. Once you complete that, then you move on to paying down your debt and it guides you on picking your smallest bill or possibly your highest interest. It's going to be what focus you want to have. And then you're taking that money once you get that paid off and then you're rolling it into the next one. 
So it's the celebration of meeting a goal and then applying that new wealth that you've opened up that you didn't have before when you get that win and then you put it onto the next one. And so you're building that. Right. Because we often have what we call debt service where part of our pay is going to serve, going to take care of the debt we've created. And we've got that debt service. So we're choosing to take that income and put it over to pay debt. When in fact, if we could, if we could retire that debt, then that hundred dollars a week would, would become ours to, to either go to savings or go to other ways to change our life now or in the future. Right. And as you go through the, the various steps, it helps guide you on building then three to six months of expenses should something catastrophic happen and how to invest 15% of your income into retirement. You might not be able to do that right now because of the debt that you need because to pay of the down. debt. But once you get that paid down, can you then take some of that money and invest it in your future? So if you're listening and you go, well, I, I just bought a house and I had to borrow money for that. I don't think Ramsey or anyone else is saying you shouldn't borrow money for a house. Correct. I mean, I've, I've borrowed money for a house before and well, many times. Um, but we're not saying that. We're saying take the, take the most onerous debt, the debt that's the worst on you, the debt that steals from you in a way, in terms of the interest rate it charges. And let's get rid of that first. It's not, we don't think you should borrow money for a house. No. And, and, you know, there, there are, there are encouragements to possibly save for your down payment. Mm -hmm. So at least that's not rolled into the mortgage process or save enough so that, you know, you're not paying that private mortgage insurance. Let's say there's just different ways to look at the additional debt burden you take on and, and, and what's the cleanest process and what's going to help you pay that down fastest. So cool. Yeah, more? It's great. You have more steps, more steps. Um, well, I just, I'll, I'll read them formally. The first is to save that thousand dollars for your emergency fund. The second is to pay off all debt, except your house using the debt snowball. Uh, the third is save three to six months of expenses The fourth is to invest 15%. The fifth is to save for your children's college fund. Some people will put that at the forefront. And this program wants to encourage you to pay off other things first before taking all of your assets and putting it into a college fund. Uh, The sixth is to pay off your home early if possible. And if you're able to do all of those steps by the time you reach number seven, the expectation is that you can build wealth and give charitably. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big giving charitably. And in fact, our folks are very generous here in the company. I think our overall giving to United Way was $130,000 to $150,000 last year. And and that's that's pretty big. That is. Uh, We were recognized with a platinum award by the United Way this year also. Well, so I know we were talking about we're going to have a link in the show notes for the video. Uh, We're going to try to do that tomorrow when I get this podcast out. We're going to try to get that in there. And so that what that is, is a webinar that you had last week, correct? Correct. And the only reason, well, we had it at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, and that was the only time that they have available. They're an hour behind us. So four o'clock to us is five o'clock to them. And the the plan was we would get this recorded and it is. 
and we'll hope we'll hopefully have that so we can drop it on the show notes of this podcast. And you'll also, I think you already have emailed it out, haven't you? I have, yeah. And since we aired the webinar, or since the webinar took place and then we shared the link, I've already had eight new people register. Oh, good. Since last Wednesday. So that's And so great. what we're trying to do with this, uh, we could have signed up for the whole company. But what we decided to do was do a small pilot project. Before we try to tell everybody, hey, you have to do this, we wanted to get 8, 10, 12, 15 people to get involved and and be really committed to this process for a few months and then report back on how they felt about it. And then we can roll it out to the whole company. So you're welcome to to sign up to be part of the pilot project. We have 50 slots total. Yes. Um, so you're welcome out there to be part of the pilot project. And if they wanted to be, they would email you? Yes. Okay. Yep. They can send me an email and I'll send them the registration link. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. You know, it's it's so user-friendly. You can download the apps that go with it. The registration process is straightforward. And as soon as you're in, the questions are there and you, you can give as much detail as you want or you can highlight and, and guesstimate yeah. on things. So in, it moves you through the steps Easily. Right. So it's not like balancing your checkbook. You no. don't have to get everything to the penny. You can say, I make X dollars a week and it can be within $50. Sure. But the program will help help build out the numbers for you. And if you're like me and you were never the guy in the house that was, you know, the financial guru, um, for me, my wife takes care of most of that stuff. And this link can be available to either one, right? Or both. Correct. So um, really encourage someone in the family to pick this up and run with it. Any more on it? That's it for now. All right. Yeah. We'll go to shout outs then. Josh Dillingham. Shout out to Tim LePage and Jake Harris for con- convincing me to come back to work at Sargent after being gone for eight years. I didn't realize he was gone for eight years. Best decision I ever made, and a shout-out to Chandler Plant and Tim Blaze for making my first few weeks back a very good transition. Can't wait to build my new life with such a great group of people. Welcome back, Josh. And thanks, you guys, for for taking them on board and, and really showing them the ropes again. Christy Malik has a shout-out for Matt Mills. Matt was given a Level 2 DOT roadside inspection at the Pittsfield scale on July 5th. First day back to work after a nice long weekend, and Matt passed with flying colors. No violations discovered for him or Sergeant. Thank you, Matt, for your commitment to safety and zero accidents. That's a good one, and and it's not easy to get through these with with nothing. Got another one here from Christy Malik. Uh, she would like to give a shout out to Ian McCarthy and Pat Wallace for taking the time out of their busy schedules to perform a road test on a potential new CDL driver for Sergeant. Uh, they demonstrate, I'm sorry, this demonstrates their commitment to invest in people the Sergeant way. Great one. Adam Teenan would like to give a shout out to Steve Randall. Last week, his crew reached 75% on the box conduit, box conduit install at Bat Cove West, and things are going very well. In addition, Steve has been managing a second crew installing storm drain pipe, manholes, and catch basins over the past couple of weeks. He has a lot on his plate, but embraces the challenge and produces. Steve is bringing big-time value to us all. And I can tell you, 
that I was talking to Adam a couple of days ago and he really highlighted this. Uh, but it also is a good reflection on, on Steve's crew at the box conduit uh, because they're taking on things so that he can break away and go do these other things. So great set of shout outs. We're going to give the Newton Grindle award. Who do we, who do we decide Amy? Steve Randall, Steve Randall. So uh, leave it better than you found an award goes to Steve Randall and Adam Tienan because we, that's the way we roll. $50 gift certificate to the Sergeant Company store. Nice job. Big applause. <laughs> Now's the time we announce new employees. Lucian Doobie is a laborer for Workforce Advancement in the Portland Back Cove West. Riley Dunton is a laborer. He was at Workforce Advancement in the Northern Maine Solar Projects. And David Sochtema, Labor of Portland Back Cove South. So welcome, gentlemen, to the uh, sergeant team. <laughs> and as promised, we're going to have an announcement and another one of our takeaway items is, is the wellness, the Well Steps Wellness Challenge. And Amy, you're the champion on this, so take it away. All right. Champion in, in terms of you're championing this thing. I know. We, we've got some contenders for the champion champion title. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful to see. So we, we now have 111 registered participants in the Well Steps program. So thank you, everyone, for taking the time to register, to download the app, and to actively participate. It, it's awesome to see the energy going into this. We are in... We are midway through week two of this six-week active campaign. It's a Move It Coast to Coast campaign where we're asking everyone to track their steps, and we're racing across the country and back. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm amazed that this started on, was it the 11th? Yes. Started on July 11th, and we already got people, the groups, that are already across the country. So it basically adds everybody's steps up. Yes. And whatever those steps are, it advances the team across the country. Yes. And we've already got people all the way across the country and almost back. Yeah. They're going to, I, my guess is one team, two likely will go back and forth 10 times. And wow. Yeah. They're going from Seattle to New York and they're hitting major cities. And there's this interactive map that all the teams can look at to see the placement. So it's fun taking a look at the So if somebody's not on that team, can they get on it now? Yes. Yeah. Do tell. They need, to, well, if you're not registered with Well Steps, you'd need to register with that and then you can hop on board. Can, can they register only through the app or they can go online and? You have to register online and that is, that is probably the one hitch in all of this is that you need to register with wellsteps.com backslash sergeant. So I'll put that link in the show notes yeah. if you get it to me. And then after you're registered, you can download the app and then go through your sign-on and you can watch the dashboard and see what people are doing. Anyone that's already registered, it tracks all the way back to the beginning of the year. You can see who's at the top of the leaderboard by month or week. So there's there's been a healthy competition going on there already. But now that the Good. teams are growing by region, it's So it's well steps. W-E-L-L-S-T-E-P-S dot com backslash sergeant. Correct. Okay. And spouses are welcome to join too. If if your spouse 
or if your spouse wants to join, send me an email with their personal email address and then I'll get a registration sent out to them. And your email address is A-S-O-M-E-S at sergeant.us. Yes. Okay. More to go on that or is that... I'll just give a quick update. Uh, we've been watching Southern Maine and Asphalt and Aggregates go neck and neck as one and two teams here. Uh, we started the week off with Southern Maine, and as of 2.45 today, Asphalt and Aggregates was in the lead by 101 steps. 101 steps? Yeah. So we got to do a Nancy Kerrigan routine on those guys. <laughs> yes, it's this hilarious. Club their knees with a baton. It's hilarious. Problem is, there's there's probably too many people. You'd have to go around and <laughs> get. Them. I know. Although people. maybe just Josh. Maybe I know. We'll just take Josh. Yeah, I think Josh. <laughs> Josh has a target on yeah. his back. But Sorry, it, Josh. Yeah, we love you, Josh. I wish this was going on July July Fourth because between my smoker and my refrigerator, I put on eight miles that day, just between the smoker and the refrigerator. Those would have counted. They, yeah, yeah, but they, they don't. No, True. I can fake them in now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's worth it's uh, worth noting. You don't need a fancy Fitbit or or anything like that. You can put your steps in manually too. Yeah, you can right. manually and enter. things like um, things like biking. I do a lot of biking. I don't normally get credit on well steps for biking, but in this challenge, I do because I can put my steps in manually. So what I would do, like I'd get up to say twelve hundred thirteen steps and lose count. I'd have to go back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> or it doesn't work that way. No, it goes it goes by time. So an hour of biking gives you oh, okay. a set number of steps. Right. And, and you can put them in manually. And then if you put that under vigorous, you're actually getting more steps right. converted to miles right. on So that. don't leave that up to the lowest common denominator like me <laughs> trying to count my steps. We're all going to do the right thing. Correct. All right. Thank you for that. And uh so the the four takeaways today it's just there's always evolution in the Sergeant Construction Academy. We hope to to get that back to where it once was in terms of numbers, uh, and then in the coming years. And uh, there's a need to build resilience in your life. Being prepared is the first step, the best step. Ramsey Smart Dollar is there to help you lead to a life of financial resilience. And we have a Well Steps Challenge that you can join. And I'm finding it I'm finding it fun to keep an eye on on how things are going. And I really want to take somebody out at the knees. <laughs> Josh is going to start working from home. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. With that said, thank you, Pete. Thank you, Amy, for, for joining me this afternoon on this hastily arranged podcast. But I think it's been worth listening. Happy birthday to you. Happy thank you. birthday. Appreciate that. All right. Anything to say? Anything to close with? Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Call it a wrap. <laughs>